ladies and gentlemen, college football is back in our lives. And you know what that means? It smells like sunshine, throw up, and beautiful drunk women. Or at least that's what my friend Nick Whitehouse likes to say. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Wieners. It's going to be a good one. I believe this is, might be episode 12. The semester is back in swing, so we're getting back on a roll. We're going to be coming at you live Thursdays, 10, 11 Eastern. Going to have a little different format these next few episodes. Carson can't join us today, but we're hoping that every weekend or close to every weekend, we're going to be able to meet over Zoom and just have a have a good time like old episodes. He's still down in San Antonio, Texas, but I miss him. I know he misses doing the podcast. So hopefully it returns back to some sort of norm. Another new thing that we're going to be doing this this go around is having my roommates Malcolm and Jaden on the podcast for a segment called Pick'em Boys. And we're just going to go over the lines for the NFL games that week. Talk about last week, reflect on last week, and then pick them against the spread. And we're going to keep a you know, keep a record, see who's the best at the old gambling thing. Before we get fully into this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to a good friend's dad, Kent. He uh, texted me a few weeks ago and asked, said he needs some more episodes of cocktail wieners. So here we are bringing it back, hoping he enjoys this, hoping he listens. Uh, for this show, I'm kicking it off with a tequila sunrise as the cocktail of the week. Even got a little tequila Cancun highball glass right here. Basically what's in here is two shots of tequila filled at the top with orange juice and a splash of grenadine. Makes this cool little effect in the, the bottle when the grenadine settles at the bottom. to get the little sunrise effect. And boy, she's a strong one. Two sips in and this episode might be a train wreck after this. But you know, on a, on a scale out of 10, I think I would give this a... A 7.8. I'm going to start rating these. You know, first sip, I was a little uh, hesitant with it. I did not like it at all. But Malcolm's going to be joining us later and he'll be drinking one. So he'll he'll tell us how it is. But yeah, I think I would sit down and enjoy these. I want to hop in and just kick it off with college football. So one of the first games that kicked us off this good college football season was Ohio State and Minnesota. Now this is this was a good game. Ohio State ended up winning by two touchdowns, but it was a lot closer than that. Minnesota's running back Mohamed Ibrahim went down with a torn, a, torn Achilles and he's going to be out for the year. That's a terrible loss for Minnesota. You know, I think they were I think they were going to be pretty good this year behind him and honestly, they probably would have won that game. If he doesn't get hurt, they probably win in that game. So what I took away from that is Ohio State, I don't want to say this because after I do, they're going to be great, but I don't think this Ohio State team's the Ohio State that we normally see. You know, I think they got a few holes in them. I still think they're probably the best team in the Big Ten, but I think this year, you know, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, all those teams might be able to, Minnesota, all those teams might be able to compete with them, but now, now Minnesota's, Minnesota's season... season I'm not going to say it's lost, but it took a big hit with their star running back coming out. Other notable games that we saw would include old North Carolina and Virginia Tech. 
North Carolina came in pre-ranked number 10. Virginia Tech unranked. Ended up getting the win by a touchdown. Sam Howell, their star quarterback, didn't look great. Didn't make any mistakes. No fumbles or interceptions. But he was only 50% completion rate for 208 yards and a touchdown. Not that great. North Carolina isn't a football school, let's just face it. So for them to be even ranked top 10 before the season starts, I mean, come on. Come on. So upset, always fun to see an opening weekend upset. Which brings us to our next upset, which just mm, it killed me inside. Penn State goes to Camp Randall and beats Wisconsin. By six points. Just a heartbreaker of a game. We'll get more into it later in the closing statements with the you know last 15 minutes always dedicated to Wisconsin sports. So we'll get on that more later. But you know, Penn State turned in a good game. Both teams actually played terribly. Uh, both defenses looked good. Wisconsin's offense is an interesting one to figure out this year. They've moved the ball. They've gotten inside the red zone. Like two of nine from inside the red zone. Four fumbles. Some false starts, missed field goals, interceptions, you name it, it happened. Just can't finish the drive, not sure why. We saw another top 25 or top 15 opening week game in Alabama, in Miami. I don't really know much about Miami this year other than they're ranked in the top 15, but you know, they lost to Alabama 44-13. to The million-dollar quarterback, Bryce Young, looked terrific, four touchdowns, like 65% completion. You know, Alabama looks like Alabama. I'm going to steamroll everybody. Maybe Miami was a little too high, highly ranked here. But only time will tell. Oklahoma pulled a near victory over Tulane. Tulane had the ball to finish the game with a win. They ended up losing 35-40. to 40. Oklahoma opened as a two-ranked team. Tulane obviously unranked. Probably should have won that game. Oklahoma's overranked, and if you almost lose to Tulane on the opening weekend... Next, we saw a top five game in what was just an offensive shootout with Georgia and Clemson. I mean, both defenses looked terrible. Georgia won 10 to 3. Both of them didn't look like top five teams. Clemson did not look like Clemson of the past. Their quarterback, who's going to be good, had a bad game. Georgia's defense is obviously great, so you can't really argue with that. But the only touchdown in the game was a pick six, I believe. No offensive touchdowns in this game. Some of the teams that are supposed to be the best, four to the top five already played and haven't looked that great. We saw Iowa State opening in the top ten, which is kind of wild. They played Northern Iowa, only walked away with a six-point win, so that'll be interesting to see how they do. Another team that's not really used to being in the top ten, Cincinnati, they played Miami of Ohio, 149-14. Didn't look great going into that. We had a Oregon team who has since beat Ohio State, but on opening week, they played Fresno State, and they only won by a touchdown. So, I mean, they went into, you know, the old horseshoe and beat Ohio State, thank God. But then the week before, they played Fresno State and barely even come away with a victory there. So, that's just another weird team. LSU opens the season at 16, plays UCLA, loses 38-27. This is interesting here because, you know, it wasn't particularly a good game, wasn't particularly close. LSU obviously does not look like LSU back in the day when they had old Joey B slanging that football around. But I'm sure they'll figure it out. UCLA looks good this year. Next, we had Indiana and Iowa. 
that was a good game. Actually, it wasn't a good game. Iowa just beat the dog shit out of Indiana. 34 to 6. Iowa's looking good this year. Indiana doesn't look as good as last year. Sometimes you wonder if maybe that was just like a one-hit wonder year. I think it was. Game of the week, however, was Washington and Montana. These are some of my favorite games. Who's Montana? No one even knows who coaches that team, who, any of that stuff. Washington opened top 20. Washington paid Montana $675,000 to come play them in Washington. Montana takes that money, says, I'll take that half a million. You know what we're going to do? We're going to come in and beat you. So Montana walks in there, the Grizz, they call them. Montana walks in there and beats Washington by six points, which, mm, I love the good stories when somebody pays somebody to come play them and they, they end up losing. To round out the games we saw in the top 25, we had Louisiana and Texas play each other. Top 25 game, Louisiana was 23. The Raging Cajuns in Texas was 21. Texas ended up winning that game by 20. Let's be real, Louisiana is not a top 25 team, but also as neither is Texas. Might as well find out when I cover next week's games. And then to round out the good old first week of college football, Notre Dame and Florida State, Wisconsin's old quarterback, Jack Cohn, is now running the system down there in Notre Dame. Looked great. 26 to 35, 366 yards, four touchdowns. If you're a big college football fan, you remember McKenzie Milton from a few years ago. Played down at University of Central Florida, UCF. And basically took the country by storm. I think he might have been a Heisman finalist. Really put that, that was back when they claimed they were national champions because they were undefeated. But we all know they wouldn't really do anything. He had a devastating knee injury. I want to say it was like junior season. Um, to the point where they actually thought they were going to have to amputate the amputate the knee. And he came in the game for Florida State three years later, maybe. And almost led him to a comeback over Notre Dame, forced OT. Uh, couldn't get that job done. But man, it's such a remarkable story to be able to... There was already damage, um, everything. to the Like they didn't even think he was going to walk, maybe amputate the knee. Full comeback, and honestly, he looked good. He's, a, he's like my height, maybe even a little shorter than me, so he has his limitations. He's got a little wiggle to him, though. It'll be fun to see what he can do. I hope he's their starter for the rest of the year. He clearly was able to read defenses a lot better than their starting quarterback. So I think he's the better option on their team. Moving to week two, we saw Coastal Carolina play Kansas. Coastal Carolina's moving up in the rankings. I think they're top 15 now. They're like the the non-Power 5 powerhouse this year. It'll be fun to see where they end up. If you put them against a Power 5 team that's not named Kansas, I think they're going to get blown out. But hey, they blew out Kansas 49-22. Pretty good. Penn State played Ball State. Smoked them as they should. Penn State's now in the top 10. Wisconsin coming back from that terrible loss against Penn State. Played Eastern Michigan. You know, they took care of business. Didn't look as good on offense as I was hoping they would. Our defense played great. The only touchdown was a pick six six thrown by our backup quarterback late in the fourth quarter. So that doesn't really matter. Alabama plays Mercer, and of course, 48-14. Million-dollar quarterback looks great again. Georgia played UAB. Georgia ranked number two. They won 56-7. to The game of the week, Fox's big noon kickoff. By the way, their sideline reporter, I think her name's Jenny Taft. I love you. You are just beautiful. Just wanted to throw that in there, a little side note. Oregon played Ohio State in that game and won 35-28. Me and the boys watched on the projector. And I mean, hey, that was a good game. It's an interesting game because neither team, Oregon almost loses to Fresno State one week. 
Ohio State almost loses to Minnesota, and then they play each other, and like it was a good game, but neither team looked. I wouldn't even say either team looked like a top ten team in my opinion. Ohio State was three, Oregon was twelve at the time. Moving on, Oklahoma played Western Carolina. They won seventy six to zero. Like, come on, let's schedule some harder opponents. Shout out my boy Ian Thornberry. A little random right there. He goes to CU Boulder, Colorado. Was at the game where they played Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a top five ranked team. We're almost able to squeak out the upset there. Very low scoring game. Colorado scored the first points, got a touchdown. Texas A&M followed up with a field goal. So it was seven to three going into half. And then nothing really happened in the second quarter until Texas A&M scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter to win the game. That's a bummer. I wish Colorado could have won that. Next, we have Clemson, who has lost their first regular season game in Lord knows how long. Played South Carolina State, won 49-3. Don't even need to talk about that. Here, it gets interesting again. Notre Dame played Toledo. Notre Dame came in eighth-ranked team. Only won by three. Toledo probably should have won the game. Jack Cohn, shout out him, old Wisconsin quarterback. So it was a touchdown with under a minute left, I think. He actually dislocated his finger. Goes to the sideline. A little Snapped it back into place. Hey, goes back out there. Dinkin' and diamond. Leads him back to a comeback. Still an embarrassing loss. Here, another interesting game. Fun to watch. Iowa, Iowa State. Watched with a whole gang of people. Iowa ended up winning 27-17. Good to see. Go Big Ten. Iowa State, I still don't think is that for real of a team. Maybe a top 25 team. Not a top 10 team. Iowa's looking serious now. They're a top 10 team. 2-0. 27-17 over top. I mean, hey, that's a good, that's a good start. Florida came in, South Florida 42-20. Florida will probably be a top 10 team now. USC, this is interesting, you know. Clay Hilton was their head coach. Between that game that happened this last weekend and me recording this podcast, he's been fired. Two games into the season, he's fired. How bad of a coach do you have to be to get fired two games into a season? Sheesh. They lost 42-28 to to Stanford. I mean, Stanford's not a bad school, but they weren't ranked, and, you know, they kind of came in, came into your field and stomped on you. Mm, bad loss. I don't know if you all pay attention to too many college football Twitter accounts. Sometimes they're fantastic. But I think old Arkansas had one of the trolls of the week after they upset 15th-ranked Texas, 21-40. Arkansas beat them by almost three touchdowns. They go on Twitter, and they, they put up this meet, this, like, video of Texas coming in. We're back. And then it's the little guy. Nope. Are you sure about that? It was just a great video all around. You know, Texas is just a joke of a team. We had Middle Tennessee, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech won their rank. No need to talk about that. Old Miss, Austin P. Old Miss won, 20th rank. No need to talk about that. Utah, 21 ranked team. The old Mormons of BYU. Came in and beat them, 26-17. Shout out BYU. Love me some Mormons. Miami won. Arizona State won. North Carolina won. And Auburn won. And Auburn beat Alabama State 62-0. to That's like a basketball score. You just hate to see it sometimes. We have another top 25 game. We got Penn State-Auburn. I'm going to cheer for Penn State here. Big 10. Uh, got some family connections to that school. Hopefully they beat Auburn. But we got Florida-Alabama. That could be interesting. I still think Alabama waxes the shit out of Florida. But who knows? Might have to tune into that one. Got another top 25 matchup with Arizona State, BYU. Shout out the Mormons. Mormons winning again. I had a friend back in school who was Mormon. 
All right, let's go look at the let's go look at these polls real quick. These aren't the official polls because we all know college football playoffs aren't out yet. We can look at the AP top twenty-five, top four teams as of now: Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon. Can't really disagree with the you know the things here, but I I want to point out that outside of Alabama, no other team looks like a true top four team. Alabama's taking care of business against their first two opponents. It hasn't been close. You can say they haven't had great matchups, but they did schedule a top 25 game with Miami. So it is what it is. They look like a top four team. They always do. Georgia has not looked that great. I know they played a really hard game in Clemson, but still, you only you don't even score an offensive touchdown. I just don't. You can't be a top four team if your offense isn't putting up points. Oklahoma, they have not looked like a top four team at all. They are 2-0, but... Oregon, I would say, has potentially looked better than Oklahoma, but they almost lost to Toledo. I, they went into Ohio State and won, which is very impressive, but you can't follow that up with losing at Toledo. Like, we have Iowa at five. Now, I'm not saying I think Iowa's the second best team in college football, but if we're going on how people have looked the first two weeks of college football, Iowa should be ranked number two, which is nuts to say. But Georgia hasn't looked good. Oklahoma hasn't looked good. Oregon hasn't looked good. Clemson hasn't looked good, so they're at six. One note I forgot to hit on is the old USC. Now, this this isn't true. I mean, it's potentially true. Interesting tweet today that said, Urban Meyer of the Jacksonville Jaguars could potentially be stirring up some, some mischief and want to get back to the old college football scene. He's had a shot at the NFL before. It didn't go well. Normally for great college coaches, it doesn't go well because it's completely different philosophies. Not saying you're a better coach if you make it in the NFL or college, but it takes two different personalities, two different people. You can't coach grown men like you coach 17 and 18-year-olds. I think Urban Meyer is not going to make it to the end of the season, and that's my hot take. I think there's going to be a health crisis. He's going to quit. Slash be fired. And next year he's going to be the head coach of the University of Southern Cal. The good old Trojans. Speaking of Trojan, our sponsor today. Always wear a condom. Protect yourself. We have one of our fantasy football leagues named after him. Josh Gordon support group. We're here for you, buddy. Speaking of fantasy football, your boy went 4-0 this weekend. It was a good weekend as a sports fan. Being me, you know, my Seahawks won. Russell Wilson looked good, cooked out there. My Badgers won, and I'm 4-0 in fantasy. And that's going to do it for the old uh, college football rehash right there. I know I kind of went through things really, really fast right there. Hopefully you could keep up. Things will slow down. It was just as hopping into, the, hopping into this. One week behind on the college football side. First week of NFL. All wrapping up. That's how things are going to be set up. First 30 minutes is going to be college football. Next 30 minutes is going to be NFL. We're going to round it out with 15 minutes of Wisconsin Badger talk. All right, and with that being said, I'd like to welcome in our NFL insiders, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Yeah, Adam Schefter. Um, so we're, we're just going to talk about, you know, the first week of NFL. It's fun to have it back. And then we're going to go over our picks for the second week against the spread. We're just going to track them for the rest of the season to see how well we do. Malcolm and Jaden did it for the, the first week. I did not. How did you all do? Um, I did all right. Went... Above 500, just can't complain, 9-7. and seven. Hey, 9-7 and seven's good. That's positive in the gambling community. Yeah, I went 6-10. and 10. I took a lot of bold picks, 
but the only one that worked out was Detroit plus nine. Other than that, none of them really worked. I mean, hey, that's not that's not terrible. So it, does this uh, spreadsheet actually automatically do it for you? No. You got to go in and manually yeah. do it. Well, there's no way to like get it to automatically update with the game scores. Fair enough. I didn't know if there was some special like, you know. Yeah, no. Should we kick it off with the first game of the week? Red, well, not the Redskins, uh, Washington football team and Giants. I'm taking the Giants plus three and a half here. I didn't really know what to do, though. I think that that line's egregious. I'm going Washington. You don't think it's going to be a close game? No. I think they're on different planets. No offense to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, Washington has Heineke, but the Giants just aren't a good team. So I got to go Washington minus three or three and a half, whatever it is. That's a fair point. I didn't really know who to pick here i just I, I mean i don't think washington's particularly good but their defense against daniel jones is just enough yeah. on a short week i think to dominate the game that's a fair point that's kind of a boring thursday night football game to kick us off you want to watch heineke on prime time hey last I, time I he get... was on prime time you almost <laughs> took on the bucks i guess it depends on what kind of heineke we get oh yeah i forgot to ask malcolm how's the old tequila sunrise um it's good it's probably better than bodegas so hey. there's a start there hey i like to hear that if you could give it a score out of 10 so the weird thing is that i don't like tequila but i do like this drink so i'll give it a seven or an eight. Ooh, i gave it a 7.8 oh wow so we're on the, we're on the same page here i thought it was a good drink what i have written down here is the Bengals versus the bears bears are favored three yeah which is weird to me yeah i'm leaning cincinnati there I took Cincinnati as well. I just think the Bengals are going to win outright. Yeah, I agree. Like, if it was just a money line bet, I'd take Cincinnati. So, mm-hmm. give me the points too, I guess. Yeah, I'm also going Cincinnati here. Uh, they did fine against, like, Delvin Cook in the rushing game. Mm-hmm. And the Bears don't even have anyone nearly as good as he does. So Until Fields takes the field, I can't see the Bears winning a game. Dalton looks so bad. That so is boring. <laughs> you don't like the Red Rifle? I, I can't say I do. Yeah, I just like redheads in general. I'm sure he's a good guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought if Fields started this game, I would honestly probably take the Bears. I agree, actually. I'm going Bengals. Also, the Bears' secondary looked atrocious <laughs> against the Rams. And Jamar Chase looked like a baller. Hey, Jamar Chase learned how to catch the football in about two days. <laughs> so, I think they painted some white stripes on that thing. And then we had uh, Texans and Browns. Browns are favored 12 and a half here. I don't know. That's just a big line in general. I'm taking the points. The Texans look good. Tyrod looked really good. Yeah, I was uh, really surprised to see Texans given 12 points after that. I mean, Jaguars aren't a good team, but they still put put up points and everything. And the Browns blew a lead at the end of their last game and ended up losing. So, yeah, I took. I'm taking the points here too. I got Texans. I think the Browns probably still win, but no way. By more than 13. Yeah, agreed. Because Ty God's looking good back there. You know, Deshaun Watson's on the sideline. He's always a good uh, good hype man. And it is a little bit of a revenge game for Tyrod. Um, he was the Brown starter, Baker's rookie oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they benched him. That, that wasn't the incident where he had the old lung puncture, was it? Nah, that was that last was, year with Herbert. Yeah, that was Herbert. Man, guy couldn't catch a break until now. <laughs> a tough luck. It's a whole revenge season for him. Maybe it was steroids, and that's what was kicking in this week. Yeah. Next up, we have the Rams and the Colts. I'm shocked that the Rams are only favored by four here. It's a bad line. I'm taking Rams. I think it's going to be... like The Seahawks, 
me and Malcolm were talking about it earlier. The Seahawks and the Rams, I would say, have like the same or similar offenses. And the Rams defense is way better. Four is just a weird line, so I think Rams are going to win by like 28. Yeah, I mean, I took the Rams minus four. Um, they just look better as a team. And the Colts, what are they, how many points did they even put up? 16. Yeah, it, <laughs> got it right there. <laughs> James yeah, they, just didn't, they didn't look that good uh, against the Seahawks. That game got boring real quick, though, too. So The old Russell Wilson moon balls. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the Rams. Pretty thing to see. Then we got the Bills-Dolphins. I believe the Bills are favored by three and a half, which is also a weird line to me. I'm taking Bills. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm going Bills too, but I don't feel good about it. Um, they looked, I, I don't know, sloppy against Pittsburgh. And I, I've never been a Josh Allen guy. Proved me wrong last year, but, mm-hmm. y- you know, I don't know if it's going to be there his whole career for him. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen looked bad. Uh, they lost, obviously. And Miami gets fuller this week. That's actually it does help them, and that's a really good point. So I forgot about that. I did lean Bills minus three, but I could very well just see Miami outright even winning the game. That's an interesting point. I forgot about old Fuller. I forgot about that too. Good old performance enhancing drugs, and their receiving core is good. Speaking of that, this is I covered this earlier, but uh, y'all hear about Josh Gordon? Yeah. Hey, the old weed man might be back. That'll be fun to see. Get him to Baltimore. <laughs> he, he won't get suspended this time. It's legal now. So See, that's an interesting point because like how... I know it was illegal before, but can't we just drop our our hatred towards the guy? Yeah. Lamar and him will be chiefing on the sidelines. Probably. A little segue here. Ravens do play the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored three and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I do. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like a four point game. Uh, I'll give Baltimore benefit of the doubt. I'll I'll give Baltimore three and a half points. Uh, they can keep it within three, maybe. Yeah, I thought I was going to be on on my own taking Baltimore. Um, you know, Baltimore's dropped like I think four straight to Mahomes. I don't think Harbaugh's going to let them start zero two. I I think the Ravens are going to come out with their playoff game plan. Jeez. This is a game they need for their ego. It wouldn't, especially after that that doozy of a game that we just watched on Monday night. Yeah. Don't even need to talk about it, but... It was a good game. Hell of a finish. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens came out and won. I just didn't... Yeah. It was kind of a pick-me game. The the game against Cleveland for Kansas City, too, is weird. Um, Like, honestly, there was that just ridiculous Tyreek Hill play. If that doesn't happen, it's not a game. It did happen, so, I mean, clearly they came back and won, but horrendous throw... Yeah, it wasn't even a, into a touchdown, and it wasn't even like know. a great offensive play. It just worked out for him. Yeah, Kansas City's offense just didn't look all that great. So who knows? All right, jumping back into the order, we have Patriots versus Jets. Patriots are favored five and a half here. Um, I'm taking Jets. I think I, I think the Patriots are going to win, but I think a Jet it might be like a three point game. So I'm just taking the line with the Jets here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Jets. Uh, for some reason, Wilson got better at the end of the third quarter. That's like when they first decided to start playing. Uh, and the Patriots really confused me week one. Um, I can't tell how good they are or anything like that. And I also only played Miami. Uh, I'm going to go New England. Belichick is like the best coach of all time against rookie quarterbacks. Um, he'll, he'll dial up a game plan to give Zach Wilson a tough day. You don't think the cute Mormon is going to do anything against Belichick? 
I don't think so. I don't got faith. They showed him on the sideline in that game, and he looked like a middle schooler. <laughs> he does look young. It's terrible. 49ers, Eagles. Uh, 49ers fared by three and a half, I believe. I'm taking Eagles. I have full faith in Jalen Hurts. Eagles are going 17-0 and this year. I'm taking them every, every week. Uh, yeah, Eagles winning. So, I mean, 49ers did just beat my boys, but they also almost went into overtime against the Lions, which is pretty embarrassing. The Eagles only played Atlanta, and right now I think Atlanta might be the worst team in the NFL. Um, so I am going to go 49ers three and a half still because I don't think that the Eagles are that good. I think if I had to pick one game that I like have the utmost confidence in, it would be this. I, I think San Francisco is going to win comfortably. Well, okay then. Uh, <laughs> Raiders, Steelers. Steelers are favored five and a half here. I think Raiders win. They're coming off an all-time high, beating the Ravens. Yeah, I just feel good about them. I think the Steelers look kind of, I mean, they didn't look bad, but Ben Roethlisberger, it's time to go. So I'm taking Raiders. I'll take Pittsburgh. I don't really have anything to say. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't speak too much to the Raiders because I didn't get to watch the game last night. But this one was really confusing because five does seem like a lot. Um, but I do think Pittsburgh can do it, and I think that Vegas or the Raiders or whatever may have just had a fluke. Uh, so I'll take Pittsburgh minus five. Next up, we got Saints, Panthers. Saints are favored by three and a half. I'm taking the Saints. You know, Jameis Winston coming off the LASIK surgery, looking great, dominated the Packers, five touchdowns, like two yards. Uh, Yeah, I think they're going to win and cover. I'll take Carolina with the points. Darnold looked solid. Well, not solid. He looked fine. Um, I don't think New Orleans defense is good enough to keep Carolina in check. Carolina's got a lot of weapons. Lattimore just went down. What do you What do you say about them keeping Rodgers in check? Do you think Darnold's better than Rodgers? Hey, don't don't put words in my mouth. Um, I don't expect to see New Orleans play that well for the rest of the year. What happened to Lattimore? I didn't. Uh, something with his finger. I think he tore a ligament in his finger. Damn, Malcolm knows about that. I didn't. I didn't tear anything. I just broke it. Uh, I also went Panthers here. Um, I think the Saints are probably given too much hype, and I'm on that train as well, just because I think it's funny. That they looked that good in week one, but they're not actually that good. I just think it's funny that Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he's on track to be an MVP. I think he is already. Next up, we got the Broncos, Jaguars. This is going to be a terrible game. Broncos are favored by six. I'm taking the Jags here. I think the Broncos win, but only by three. Last second field goal, Teddy Bridgewaters takes him down the field. For the game win a field goal. Uh, I think Lawrence uh, looked awful week one. I mean, he just got two garbage time touchdowns, so he really has like one touchdown and three interceptions for me. Uh, so I'll take Denver minus six. I think Denver has a better defense than Houston does, and I don't think that he can like really handle it at this point. I'll also take Denver by six, and I'd probably take him by a bit more. Um, great defense in Denver. I think Teddy's... Not the perfect quarterback for that that team, but I think he fits the team pretty well. The, the only thing that could be better is if they got Rodgers this offseason. I don't know. Bridgewater looked better than Rodgers in the first game. Hey, fair. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mentioned this earlier. You guys weren't on yet. So, uh, obviously, Urban Meyer didn't have a great debut. Rookie quarterback, he had to throw 50 times. Anyways, Clay Heldon just got fired from USC. 
So my hot take of the year is Urban's going to quit before the end of the year. And he's going to be the USC head coach by next season. So, yeah, I just think that's interesting. I just saw a report the Chiefs OC might be interested in the position. I mean, hey, either would be a good options for him. Yeah. But Urban just looked out. I mean, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm kind of surprised they hired him in the first place. Moving on to the Vikings and Cardinals. Cardinals are favored by four and a half here. Uh, This is an atrocious line, in my opinion, as Jaden would put it. I think the Cardinals are going to win by like 14 points. That's who I have them covering. Yeah, I have, I have Arizona car, uh, covering. I mean, I know that they just played super well in week one, but Minnesota also played terrible. And I just feel like it shouldn't be a close game. And it's in Arizona. So I feel like they'll cover the spread with ease. If I'm being completely honest, I actually don't think these teams are that far off. Oh. Um, I'm taking, like on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking Arizona, but I don't feel super confident in it. I could easily see Minnesota coming out and beating the Cardinals. You know, Chandler Jones isn't going to roll out for five sacks again. No, he is. Um, Watt's body, I don't expect to. Like, I hate predicting injury, but yeah. J.J. Watt's just yeah. like the Raheem Mosert of the ends. R.I.P. R.I.P. both. It's just, you know, it's going to happen. Um, I like Kyler, but he's not gonna play like that every game we Mm -hmm. saw that last year the consistency just isn't always there for him so i'll take the cardinals but so this is another thing malcolm and i chatted about earlier Jaden might know the answer we were gonna ask you but i've always heard that home teams got like an automatic plus three it's not exactly three it's around three generally so then essentially like technically would the cardinals only be favored by a point and a half here yeah, and I think that's um, before week one, I would have give, put these teams in the same tier. Okay. So I don't think 1.5 points is that unreasonable mm-hmm. after, like, you know, Minnesota has. I'm not going to call it bad week one. I think people overrate how bad we thought the Bengals were going to be. I agree. So it kind of distorts our opinion of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say Minnesota had an average week one. And I like if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble in OT, mm-hmm. then suddenly they get the win and who cares? And then, like, obviously, Arizona had a great week one, so. Those are fair points. Our opinions are just a bit skewed right now. So, 1.5 points on a neutral field, I'd say, is reasonable. It is It, it is only week one. You know, sometimes we overreact. Next up, I have the Falcons and Buccaneers. The Bucks are favored by 12.5. I'm taking the Falcons here only because, like, I think the Bucks win, but the Falcons cover. I don't think the game's going to be close. I just hate taking these kind of money lines that are just so high. Uh, I'm taking Tampa minus 12. I just saw nothing from Atlanta that gave me any faith that there could be something there. So, I don't know. Until they prove me otherwise, I'll be picking against them regardless of the spread. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I picked Tampa minus 12, 12 and a half, whatever it is. Uh, like I said, I don't think Atlanta's good at all. Like... And they're going up against Super Bowl contenders right now. I think they'll they'll get blown. They lost terrible to the Eagles. I don't know how they would go up from that. Mm-hmm. They have like no run game. Matt Ryan's aging and immobile. Uh, they have no receiving threats outside of Pitts and Ridley. Like they're like they're great, but yeah, um, it's pretty el- easy to eliminate both if you really want to because you're not scared of Russell Gage. You're not scared of Alameda Zacchaeus. That's a hell of a last name. It is. Off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I just said zucchini. <laughs> yeah, I guess if like Gage beats you, 
then I guess you just live with that. Yeah. You're going to sleep fine at night. Like, mm-hmm. Knowing uh, the 1%. So is there a real shot that the Falcons are the worst team in the league? Like, are they going to have the first pick next year? I mean, I hope not as a Detroit fan. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you want the Lions to be the worst? I kind of do at this point. Like, we're still on rebuild, and I would like the first pick rather than, like, the seventh again or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked that far into their schedule, but I don't know who they beat in all honesty. Yeah, that's fair. With, with Urban Meyer's coaching, I think Jacksonville can make a real run for the number one pick again. <laughs> hey, sometimes you need it. Cowboys, Chargers. I think the Chargers are favored by three here. I'm taking Cowboys. I think they win the game. Yeah, um, Cowboys competed with Tampa Bay, which I think surprised a lot of people, despite that. I mean, when they're full healthy, they look like a really good offensive threat. Um, and the Chargers struggle against Washington. I don't want to talk too down on Washington, but I feel like they should have handled that game a little bit better. Uh, so I have Dallas plus three, and I think that they could just outright win. I'm just going to be a contrarian. I'll take the Chargers. Um, <laughs> I, I do think Dallas gave a better week one performance, but team-wise, I'll probably take the Chargers. I, I just prefer the Chargers defense. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I view it as a pick em. I don't really have a strong feel. That's Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was just kind of impressed by the Cowboys, so mm-hmm. I figured I'd take them. Why not? Next up is Titans, Seahawks. Shout out Russell Wilson. Seahawks favored by five and a half. I'm taking them. Even if it's, I don't know, that's kind of. The Titans didn't look great week one, but they're still a good team and they have good pieces. But I don't know. Russell Wilson's cooking. Pete Carroll's finally going to learn. Seahawks by 40. Uh, I'll also take Seattle. Uh, Tennessee has no help in the secondary. And if they're going to let Russell Wilson throw, I hope they let Russell Wilson just throw the whole game. Uh, It shouldn't be an issue. They should be able to win by a lot more than five. Yeah, I'll go Seattle as well. Uh, Tennessee looked awful. um, And they can prove me wrong otherwise until then. So I'll go Seattle. That makes sense. We already covered the Chiefs and the Ravens. I think they play Sunday night, which will be a good Sunday night game. But Monday night. Monday night primetime game. Super Bowl Monday. Super Bowl Monday. Probably a primetime game for the century. Packers Lions. Our only primetime of the year. And we've seen we've seen, you know, this the Lions like grabbing Aaron Rodgers face mask. All right. All right. You know, they uh they just suck. <laughs> in general well that's that's fair i saw the lions rented out the entire brett Favre steakhouse in green bay on sunday so they're all get, getting some steak on sunday that's actually that's Dan, actually really Dan, funny Dan will do that himself. probably <laughs> dcmc mcdc motor city dan campbell so is that actually called brett Favre steakhouse yeah that's come on Favre. that's just a terrible name but Packers are favored by ten and a half here. I I'm actually taking the Lions. Uh, I think the Packers win. And now that I'm looking at it, I kind of think the Packers win by maybe more than ten and a half, just because of how bad they played Week One. So I think Rodgers is going to be kind of pissed off. But I also think the Lions played way better than we expected. So it could be interesting. And the Packers defense looked atro- atrocious. Get Joe Barry out of there. Uh, 
Yeah, but I'm taking Lions ten and a half here. So I have written down that Detroit is the best team in the NFC North. Uh, facts. That's fact, and that Green Bay is terrible. That's true. We saw that. So just looking over at his paper here, in quotation marks, it says <laughs> it says joke. joke. No, um, <laughs> Detroit came back down from 24, 28, something like that. I think it was twenty eight ten. Yeah, yeah. So something like that, and uh, I mean, I got mad at them at the end of the game because they actually gave me hope. Um, there's no situation where I really see Detroit winning, but I don't think Dan Campbell lets us lose by more than 10. So I'll take Detroit plus 10 and a half. This is a hard one. Um, I think Dan Campbell's philosophy, like the, the knee biting thing, we all laughed at it, but I do think the team will like sit there and grind away in every game. Mm -hmm. They're never just going to like lay down and take a loss. So 10 points doesn't feel great to like leave on the table, but I think I'm going to lean with the Packers. I'll just take Aaron Rodgers coming out here with a fuck you game, uh, break the touchdown record. And, Oh, you, know, you think he's going for eight? I, I mean, I don't think Rodgers is happy, but, but I don't know. I think the Lions could be competitive. I think Cephas could probably take Jair. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Shout out Cephas. And is there anybody else worth mentioning in the Packers defense? I guess Gary, but... Yeah, you got Gary, Zadarius Smith healthy, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos. What do you mean that there's nobody to talk about? Oh, Eric Stokes? Yeah. Oh, he's trash. (laughs) What about Jordan Love? We saw a little Jordan Love this year. Hey, Jordan Love looked better than Rodgers. Did you say Sewell looked good? All his own against Bosa. I mean, yeah, Sewell did. He did surprise me, especially switching from when he went from right to left. Yeah, he, he, he. he went from left to right. Left to right. And then they just had to change him back from right to left. Yeah. Um, Stupid. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff is fifth in uh, passing yards in the NFL after yeah. week one. So He's the, the number four overall fantasy QB right now. I think he also has more playoff wins than Stafford. <laughs> so they probably won that trade. <laughs> An AC well looked good. Also, Rashawn Slater, the other... Big tacker that went, he went against Chase Young. He also looked good. Do we have any locks for next week? Just straight, just straight up win. Oh, okay. What was my lock? I'm taking Packers as my lock. I'll take 49ers over Philly. Oh, yeah. my lock. I'll, I'll do Washington as a lock. Washington as a lock. Wow. What about Houston? Who do they play? Again? And maybe Detroit as a lock, too. <laughs> I think that they'll win. <laughs> hey, that's good. And then what about early, early season MVPs straight off the bat? I'm going Russell Wilson. I kind of wish I put uh, money on him. Technically, Jones from Arizona is on pace for five sacks a game. So that's true. Hey, what's five times 17? 95? Is that 85? 85. That's the sack record if he gets it. (laughs) I mean, just solely off of week one alone, if you like see that through, obviously Kyler Murray looked really good week one, but. Like you already said, like there's a lot of inconsistency in what he does. So yeah, I, I guess I'd actually go with Kyler too, with nothing else to work with. Yeah, he would have been a good bet if you if somebody bet him before the season started. Yeah, I think he was a little low out there. Any other compelling Stafford. questions? Stafford. Stafford had a one fifty six QBR. It's like two points off perfection. I, I think the Rams <laughs> probably win more games than the Cardinals too. Yeah, that helps. That's gonna be a. So that, mm-hmm. what is that? The NFC West. Yeah, and all the teams are one and zero there. Yeah, best division in the league by a mile, by far. Oh, yeah. And then we have the NFC North. Where everyone's 
the second one. Division. <laughs> I mean, technically the most competitive. True. Second most competitive. We yeah, any other compelling questions after the first week? Uh, what rookie do you think like looked best out of week one? Mm. I feel like Mac Jones is the only one that like I feel like actually looks good the whole game. Lawrence, I'm not gonna like sit there and rip on him like too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think he looked good, but I think we saw his downsides. And Wilson like looked good. He improved throughout the game. Yeah, Lance and Fields, you can't really say much about. It's so stupid to just throw him in there for a game or two or a play or two. Yeah, it's, I just don't get that. But yeah, I thought, I guess you can't really compare Jones's situation to Lawrence or Wilson's situation because Belichick is just runs a good team. But I didn't, I haven't been impressed with Lawrence at all. I'm not saying he's going to be the biggest bust ever, but hopefully he figures it out because I do like the kid. I think this draft class is going to end up playing out similarly to the 2017 one with Lamar, uh, Josh Allen. Sam Darnold, um, where, where like Trevor Lawrence ends up like Baker, like he's really mm-hmm. good, like like Baker's a really solid QB, mm-hmm. but he's not the best of the class. I don't know who the best will be. If I had to like bet money, I'd maybe just say Fields. Probably Mund. <laughs> Kellon. Yeah, I guess that's a good comparison to Baker because like when Baker first got in the league, yeah, the whole Brown situation was still terrible, but they've since kind of figured it out. Yeah. Like, they'll figure it out, and Lawrence is going to be a really solid quarterback. I don't know if he ever breaks the NFL like Lamar, Josh Allen did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he'll be really good. That's a fair point. What about uh, Jamar Chase, just for, like, rookie of the year stuff? I was was impressed. I thought it was kind of savage that Joe Burrow, after the game, was like, I thought he had drop problems. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, he looked good. I, I think he could have a Justin Jefferson type season. But any other closing closing statements? Super Bowl prediction. Mm. I'm taking the Bengals here. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, NFC, it's still hard for me to not go Tampa Bay with the same exact team as last year. And AFC is up in the air. But you know what? I'll support uh, the boys at the house and say the Ravens. <laughs> Uh, every, everyone, hey, everyone's really low on them for some reason. They um, lost the Raiders. So they got to come back with a vengeance in the second half of the season. I'll just go 49ers, Chiefs, a little we'll rematch. rematch. Okay. With Trey Lance running it? I think Trey Lance has to get in at some point. I hope so. It was a pleasure talking to you all. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Every week, we'll just have to find a time. I think we should actually start betting money on this. Wisconsin Badgers. I don't have much to add here. You know, I honestly thought this year was going to be the year. A little disappointed to kick off the season. Um, One and one to start. Never a good time. Heartbreaker to Penn State. My roommate Casey and I were actually at the game. Always fun to go to those games. For all intents and purposes, we should have won that game. The defense played well enough to do it. It really happened five times. The secondary kind of got mixed up on Joshua Dotson. He was able to break free for a couple, you know, 70-plus yard plays or maybe 50-plus yard plays. And that kind of killed us. But the defense, defensive line and linebackers looked as dominant as ever, really. And I would expect the secondary to be just as, or not the secondary. Secondary should be good. 
both our corners and both the safeties are five plus year seniors, which is nuts to think about. But they kind of had an off game and it didn't look great. Uh, you just got to put that win behind you on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line looked as bad as it has since Paul Chris took over. I think it was just kind of a mix of maybe first game rust, but they looked terrible. No time to throw the ball. Not really too big of lanes to to run through. Ches Malusi looks like a legit power five running back. So I'm hoping that he can continue. Berger didn't play our first game, which was really interesting. I have two kind of theories about that as he played the next week against Eastern Michigan and looked good, looked pretty much right where he left off last year. My two theories are he missed game one because of COVID-related things. I think maybe he was in like COVID protocols, maybe test positive like two weeks before and he was just waiting his 14 days before he could return to action. So he was like technically out of quarantine but couldn't play i think that's a real possibility they just didn't like release that information where my grandpa brought up a good point where the second possibility is potentially disciplinary things where the coaches kind of just sat him first uh first game to send him a message either way i'm happy to see him back he's one of my favorite players i liked him so i'd say our running backs after the first two games have looked kind of the wisconsin way they've looked good overall probably malusi between 20 and 25 burger between 15 and 20 and then I think they have to get Isaac Garundo at least 10 touches a game. He's just so fast. He can. He's the biggest back, the most powerful back, and the fastest back. So he might not be the overall most talented back, which I think Berger is potentially. Now, flipping to Graham Mertz here, I just love the guy. I don't know why. I guess it's probably because I thought he was going to come to Madison and be, and be the savior overall. It hasn't worked out like that. But I'm hoping he can figure it out. He looked pretty terrible against Penn State. For some reason, he had two fumbled handoffs, and they both looked to be more of his fault than the running back's fault. One just straight slipped out of his hand, shot out like a cannon. Not sure how that happens. So that was a bummer to see, and that honestly lost us the game. Not to keep going back at it, but against Penn State, we had the ball inside their 10-yard line four times, and we scored one touchdown. Grammers fumbled the ball twice and threw an interception the other, four, the other three times. Just terrible game overall. Just sad to see. So moving on to Eastern Michigan. Michigan we, we looked better, obviously. We won the game, but versus a significantly worse opponent. Now, I'm not saying Penn State's bad, but that's just a game that it's like the one that got away. You know, Wisconsin should easily be 2-0 right now. If they even just had an above average game, they would have beat Penn State 35 or 42 to 10. You know, it was that kind of weird game. So we could have two dominant wins under our belt right now if we just took care of business. And we'd be sitting in a top 10 spot right now. We do have a bye week coming up this week, which is it, a week three bye is just terrible. An early bye for a, a team that hasn't been that consistent can be fine. You know, you can fix a lot of things in two weeks. But a week three bye, I mean, maybe a week five or six bye, but to play two games and then have two weeks off, that's just kind of tough. Then after the bye week, we follow that up with Notre Dame. That'll be a top. 25 matchup potentially a top 20 matchup that should be a good game you know we get to play x badger jack cone so that'll be kind of cool to see i think wisconsin has a real shot at pulling that game pulling the upset there uh that'll be in soldier field it, it, weirdly notre dame's two and oh wisconsin's one and one i think wisconsin has looked the better team notre dame's played two pretty bad opponents right off the bat and they narrowly won either game 
I do think Wisconsin will be able to win that. And I do think Wisconsin, you know, you lose one game in college football and it kind of puts a damper on the whole season just with how college football is run. The first game still stings, but I think the offensive line will continue to improve. I think, I honestly think our second unit is better than our first unit. So I think you should just make the switch. Grant Mertz is clearly our best quarterback. We have legit receivers, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Chimray, DK, Ferguson. One other point I want to bring up is I think one part of it might be play calling. Paul Christ was a quarterback guru, an offensive genius back in his offensive coordinator days. And he supposedly took over play calling for this year, but it just hasn't looked And I know there's always a thing, like obviously against Eastern Michigan, you aren't going to bust out your best plays because you're going to beat them regardless. So you don't want to waste your best plays and put them on film for future opponents. The offense has been able to move the ball. We just haven't finished drives, which is really, really frustrating. I think it's still looking up for us. You know, we have a lot of good games coming up, a lot of chances to prove ourselves, a lot of chances to keep improving. So with that being said, I'm keeping my hopes up. I'm still excited. Grant Mertz is still that guy. While it might not be this year, I'm still thinking Wisconsin long season is probably going to finish at the 11-1, and 10-2 mark. I think I really do think we'll figure it out. I think we'll be in the Big Ten Championship game against either Ohio State or Penn State, probably Ohio State. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't think Ohio State is near the team they used to be. Well, this year specifically. So I think Wisconsin would have a real shot at that game. And if that's the scenario, that means Wisconsin's either ending up in the Rose Bowl or the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying the playoffs. It's going to be a Rose Bowl or a January 1st game. Here's to hoping, man. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Comment down below what you think, suggestions, how to make the show better. Um, We're going to get the social media up and running. I know I've said that a couple times and it hasn't happened, but yeah, you all have a good day. Thanks for listening.